Hello and welcome to Songs for When. The music podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for any occasion. And he's a hoochie mama that loves to show his nanas. It's George. <laughs> it's time to begin now. Count it in. She's B-list at Capital, but she's A-list at Songs for When. It's M. <laughs> I think we should just talk about what we're going to be doing today because it is a different kind of episode it's today. Different, and it is, a, it is a bit of a special in multiple ways, isn't it? It is. So we have got a little guest coming in to join us. They'll be here later. They are. They'll be, they're on their way. <laughs> but today's episode is a competition. And, and a celebration. And a celebration. So today we are celebrating the music of Steps and S Club 7. The two biggest mixed gender book groups in pop music history. Literally. There's never been bigger, there's never been better. You know when people say Britpop? This is what I yeah. think. Yeah. No, Brit Britpop's a waste. Yeah, I know, but I don't care. <laughs> the format of the show is going to be a contest. Uh, although we appreciate the high quality of both groups, we are going to be putting steps against S Club 7 today and there are very much camps they're very much sides in this game George unsurprising to a lot of people is going to be is going to be on camp steps today <laughs> and M is going to be representing the S Club party and yeah, be on team S Club 7 although it is a competition it is very important to remember this all comes from a place of love there may be some comments made but we really love all 12 of you all 12 members <laughs> of these two groups we love but there's, you know, we we're this is a competition, and the real winners are fans of pop music. Yeah, down. yeah, and the listeners of this podcast. So let's introduce you to the wonderful world of Steps. So Steps are formed of Claire Richards, Lisa Scott Lee, Faye Tozer, Ian H Watkins, and Lee Latchford Evans. And I know what you're thinking. It's not the one from Lost Prophets. Definitely not <laughs> the one from the Lost Prophets. They burst onto the scene in 1997 and they were signed for a one single deal to release country pop line dancing anthem 5678. With the success of 5678, they were signed to a full contract and over the course of their career, they have had high highs and there have been some lows along the way. So, of course, they achieved 14 UK top 10 singles, including two number ones, spending 52 weeks in the top 10 of the UK singles chart. That's impressive. Bloody hell, yeah. Not everyone has that. They've also had eight UK top 10 albums, including three number ones. That is one hell of a career. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to pretend. That's incredible. Now, growing up, I loved the music of S Club 7 and Steps. And I think I was very much firmly more on an S Club 7 side of things. However, in 2012, Steps pulled off a successful pop comeback, like has never been seen since Take That, I think, is what I would say. And I think since then, since they reinvented themselves with a, a modern curve, there's the love as just... it's gone out of that world I absolutely fucking love them Can't... I know it, it, it's definitely been recent years hasn't it for you yeah definitely I always always liked Steps but the reunion has cemented how much I love them yeah and now it's become would you say an obsession 
Oh, yeah, okay. let's politely call it an obsession. Let's right, just let's just fucking go there. I've seen them live three times on since they've been reunited and on tour. I will go and see them every time they go on tour. I'll have every album they've released since on vinyl. I go mad when it comes out, like tracking chart positions. Really rooting for them. Yeah, just, I know you do because you text me about it, and I have no interest. Maybe get some. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> For a manufactured pop group to have been lasted 25 years, they're celebrating their Silver Jubilee this year. (laughs) (laughs) Rivaling Queen Liz herself. (laughs) Obviously, there were some lows, like on Boxing Day 2001, when it was announced that the group had split, which, you know, broke hearts all around the nation. There is actually a... um... A blooper from the first season. But George was saying about how, like, Boxing Day 2000 and what did you say? What was it? 2001. Was the worst day of his life or, like, a really sad day. And I was like, is that the day that that tsunami hit? (laughs) (laughs) That was a Boxing Day, but it was not that. It was, yeah. And I thought you were talking about that, but you were talking about steps breaking up. It was an emotional tsunami. (laughs) That's really, in the immortal words of steps, there's no more left to say. And the other band in contention for the top spot for mixed groups of the late 90s, early noughties is S Club 7. And I'm going to talk a bit about S Club 7 and how they started. Uh, They were performing in a church hall and decided that they needed to go and talk to their manager about how they weren't getting enough gigs. And what their manager did was book them a gig working at a hotel in Miami. M that M? Like, oh, really? That's the plot of Miami Seven. <laughs> I've been watching it all day in preparation for this. I've been watching it all day. Because they weren't just singers, were they? They were actors. <laughs> they weren't. Oh my God, it's so good. What was I texting you about? There were some lines from earlier. Like, they were, they were really angry at their manager, right? And I think Joe said something along the lines of, if he doesn't see us, she's trying to talk to the um, receptionist. She's like, if he doesn't see us, he'll have an appointment with death. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then the manager, yeah, Joe's always been quite aggressive. And then the manager's telling them about how they're going to go to Miami. And he says, you can't move for boobs and tans. So when you text me and said you can't move for boobs and tan, <laughs> I thought that was you commenting on the aesthetic no. of the group. No, it was it was the line from the show, the children's show. For it was. It was a children's show. There's been a lot of references to thongs, like multiple. There were two references to Reservoir Dogs in the first three episodes. <laughs> okay, so are you going to carry on watching, do you think? Yeah, 100%. So you're going to move on LA7, Hollywood7, yeah. Viva La S Club. Yeah. And then well, seeing double. Obviously, they had to call it that because, as we all know, S Club 7 died a tragic death after Paul Cuttermole, an irrelevant member, left. I was going to say, if any member of the group was going to leave, it was probably for the best that it was Paul. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he really does. What he thought he was going to achieve by leaving the group. Like, if Joe left, or Bradley left, or Rachel left, we might have felt it. So, obviously, we've just discussed Paul Catamole. He's most famous for leaving uh, SW7. Uh, you have other members such as Hannah Spirit, who is most famous for being Big Mandy from this country's favourite member of SW7. Yeah. You have uh, Joe Amira, who is most famous for making some questionable comments and breeding dogs. 
<laughs> You've got Bradley McIntosh, who is most famous for rumouredly sleeping with a girl from my school. Wow. You've got John something. Lee. John Lee. without you. Most <laughs> famous <laughs> for that. You've got Tina Barrett, who is most famous for wearing an appropriate dress to a movie premiere one time. Her own movie premiere. Yeah. And you've got Rachel Stevens, who is actually famous. <laughs> Without much further ado, should we get started? Let's get started on the episode. George, let's explain what we do here. It's not going to be the same this week, but... No, so usually at Songs for When, we pick a playlist theme. Then we go away, we pick five songs each that we think best suit that playlist theme. And then we come together here and just tell each other why we don't like each other's choices. <laughs> this week, the theme is Songs for When, Steps and S Club 7 have always been in competition and it's finally time to pick a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and because I love Steps and M loves S Club 7. we And I don't, but the thing is, I don't love Steps. But you do also love S Club 7. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair thing to say. Yeah. We couldn't be trusted to pick our own winner. <laughs> because if it was left to you, it would be S Club 7. And if it was left to me, I'd say steps out of loyalty. But, you know, I love... That's the thing. Back. We're both quite stubborn as well. So we'd all... We'd, we'd push for, like, our, the, the picks that we made. I definitely would. <laughs> we'd be like, and the winner is hearsay. Because <laughs> we cannot <laughs> <laughs> So we have brought a very good friend of ours... To help us. Now, I think if you've listened to our episodes, you'll know him from various stories that you've heard. Yeah, he's the star of the dramatic GCSE drama performance. He's part of the Leona Lewis run story that we told. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to name but a few. So let's introduce him. Let's bring him in. So please, welcome to Songs for When Pod, the man who has all the enthusiasm of Lisa Scott Lee with the pure raw sex appeal of Rachel Stevens. It's James. <laughs> welcome to Songs for When. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So can we just confirm before we get started, you have no preference to S Club 7 or Steps? No, like I kind of grew up with both, but don't have loyalties to either, I'd say. I'd say, James, you are quite... Sure unbiased in general in your life you're quite analytical it's true i do sit on the fence any <laughs> <laughs> given off but you you also are quite good at playing devil's advocate so it's a phrase i love as well yeah you, you do, do. Love that phrase. so what we're going to do today james and listeners is we have picked five categories and then we've gone away and picked five songs each that we think best suit those categories so, so not five songs for each category no, One. my God. Welcome to our nine-hour episode. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to each talk about our song, our choice, and then we're going to ask you to make a decision as to who you think has brought the best choice. For that category. For that Not category. For that category. Can you do it? I mean, I'll do my best. I feel like I'll be channeling Simon Cow, but I'm all being Louis Walsh. <laughs> Just remember, James, who's cooking you dinner tonight? One McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. All I'm going to say is, if you don't pick my choices, then our friendship will be better, best forgotten. Wow. Woo! That's a step, that's with a, the references. That's a steps reference. <laughs> Get on board. Sorry, sorry. No, this is a point, though, I'm meant to be... I've I got to be unbiased, so, you know, it's not fair if Emma hasn't made a reference as well. Got a so reference kind of for my mind. My reference 
is uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't I just haven't got one. That's all right. What about Hoochie Mama's Shake Your Nanas? Isn't that done that one? Is it show your nanas? Done that one today already. She said that one already. Oh you just went oh, 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 oh. this is what happens when you ostracize me, isn't it? <laughs> Clue. You were present. I going, like I was hovering around. I felt like Patty Labelle on that um, video. <laughs> Where are my background singers? Talking about background singers, that's Joe O'Meara's friends, isn't it? Do you know? Do you love him as well? That these days, while Steps are selling out the O2 Arena, it's Bradley, Tina, and Amelia Lilly that are doing student union bars. Yeah, and Joe's performing at Pizza Express. We were talking about going, weren't we? But we weren't. Yeah. From the <laughs> George said about that, and I had so many questions. Yeah. Like, does the meal come as part of the price? No. Are there just going to be other no. regular eating their dinner? Because I was saying, if that's the case, I'm not buying a ticket. I'll just go to Pizza Express and have a di- have dinner. <laughs> just a bit far away from her. She's not a loud enough voice. She's... Why as well is Pizza Express the constant scene of many of these weird crimes across the country? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Pizza Express. Do we I... mean like the Salisbury poisonings? Prince Andrew <laughs> and now Joe O'Meara's solo career. <laughs> I completely forgot though about the Salisbury poisonings being part of the, this whole song. <laughs> That's where it began. Really. Yeah, oh, I can't yeah. believe we started talking about the Salisbury poisonings. <laughs> right. Basically, it's what Joe O'Meara, Sergey Scripple, and Prince Andrew have in common. <laughs> I'm gonna choke. <laughs> Right, okay. George, what's the first category? So the first category is massive single or signature hit. Bear that in mind. A song that would make you think of them that also did really well in the charts, basically. Okay. So my first choice to represent Steps in this really important competition that only me and Em care about (laughs) is Stomp. I chose this song as their signature hit for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it was their second number one single after Tragedy. And oh, I didn't really? Want to, and I didn't want to bring Tragedy because it's a bit done, in it? It's technically not their song either. It's a cover. No, although I think a lot of people would think of it as their signature hit. Yeah. I love so I love this. I was scared when you bought this choice. <laughs> who was, you know, <laughs> that makes me think of that um, Tyra Banks clip from Top Model. She's like, who was scared? I was scared. Raise your hands if you were scared. How many people were scared? Me too. I was really, really scared. So I brought this. And also, this is the song. If someone was like, who are Steps? What is Steps? Tell me about them. I would show them Stomp. Because I think it's a really nice way of introducing them. It's not their cheesiest hit. But it's still fun. It's up-tempo. And it also features a Niall Rogers and Chic sample. They All the best songs do, George. Yeah, including Stomp by yeah. Steph. I also like it because for a rarity for the group, each of them get a little solo moment. You hear I mean, I don't care about them. that. I just care about the like the chic sample. <laughs> what did you think of Stomp by Steph? Was it spectacular? I loved it. You said Stomp all night now a couple of weeks ago. It's like a joke or like a couple of days ago. It's like a joke. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's a step song. And then I played it on my listen, my big listen to it the other day. And I was like, fuck, this is an absolute banger. 
It feels so like disco. So disco. And I can assure you on their live tours, you feel like the roof is going to blow off. It's so many people having so much fun to this song. Yeah, I can imagine it goes off. So much fun. James, what did you think of Stomp by Club 7? Steps. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It was, um, yeah, it was the highlight of of my workout. I mean, the context of this is that I got sent the songs and I basically did a workout to them to fam- re-familiarise myself with them. It's a good scenario to familiarise yourself to them in. Yeah, it was a bit surreal, though, because I did it in my bedroom because I couldn't be bothered to go to the gym. Um, it's the whole evening. Odd. But it was, um, I did enjoy it, yeah. And this was, as I say, the, the jewel in the crown, I guess. The jewel in the crown of all ten songs? Maybe. Oh, good Ooh. luck. Good luck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I... It's going to take, there, were, there actually were some of M selections that could rival this. Oh, okay. But it was the the moment. If we're talking about that, shall we move on to obviously what is... If James has heard my songs, Stuart has heard my songs, he knows what song I'm putting forward for their biggest hit slash signature single. Yeah. It's S Club Party. Yeah, boys, make some noise. Woo! Show your nana. So inappropriate. Ah, 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 ah. How inappropriate is that line? We all the boys it. had to do, all the boys had to do was get up and make noise, but the girls were expected to show their breasts and they called them hoochies. Also, like nanas. You may have said this, but it's just bizarre. Like, why would you <laughs> describe that as a nana? I thought they meant vaginas. Oh, interesting. That because it's the the na at the end of yeah that yeah so I was like hoochie nanas no hoochie mamas show your nanas because if it's a hoochie nana showing their mama then that's the great (laughs) Uh, aside from that iconic really inappropriate lyric I obviously picked this as their signature they've had loads of big hits could have done reach again overdone I could have done don't stop moving but George's already done that could have done bring it all back but I think it's too cheesy. But S Club Party literally, like, talks you through every member of the group. It's like an introduction to them and their names in the title. So I was going to completely say I would fully back this as their signature song. It may not be their necessarily biggest, like, selling song or highest charting song, but it's so good. I think it was their second single, but it's so good that literally by the end of it, you know, although there's seven members, which is quite, you know, that's quite a lot of members of a group. You know all of their names, and you've kind of got like a personality trait assigned to each of them as well. It's like yeah. their manifesto. <laughs> I love some of the personalities they've got. Like we were talking about the TV show. In the TV show, it's very clear that they have been had personalities assigned to them. And you said that, George, when I was talking to you about it, didn't you? That that Tina admitted that she'd been given the, the personality trait bossy. Yeah, that's right. Tina's bossy. Rachel was obviously like the ditzy, sexy one. The dumb, like one that only cares about her appearance. Joe is clearly the aggressive one. <laughs> I'm not sure Joe was acting. Not John. Sure. John was is the smart one. Bradley's Paul... like the womanizer. Yeah, Bradley's the horny one. <laughs> yeah. Paul is nothing, really. And Hannah's like, <laughs> Hannah's like the funny, cute one. Is this turning into a Paul Catamole hate podcast? He left. But I think this was a great choice, Em. This was clearly their signature tune. Thanks very much. What about you, James? 
yeah, I did. Um, I did enjoy it. This was because um, I didn't know which songs were going to be paired against each other, and yeah. I was thinking that this was the strongest offering. What so for the for signature up. song? Yeah, it's it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it was enjoyable, and it, I'd forgotten how random the lyrics were. <laughs> 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 it was weird, like having not listened to it for a long time because I just remember it from the TV show at the time. You're like, oh, they're so cool, they're really aspirational, and now it's like, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> there's another lyric in a song called it's a feel-good thing in that song they there's a line like shake your little feet <laughs> and i always think of like james knows about this like when um the people would bind bind their feet <laughs> i mean just for the record i haven't bound my feet and i don't know anyone to make that hat. i've never no, bound but, anyone else's feet either no, but that, that's something that we've discussed in depth before <laughs> they are interesting Okay, so now, James, it's time for your first decision of the episode. So we're going to ask you, is it an S-Club party or are you going to want to stomp all night? Are you going to edit in some like dramatic, like, dum-dum? Yeah, we're going to do it with our Okay, what do I think? You have to say stomp all night or S-Club. You have to say, I'm going to stomp all night or I'm going to have an S-Club party. That's like the, the expression throughout the rest. Like, Shantae, you say sachet away. I, I, that's a good comparison to make because I now understand. <sighs> I'd say on the basis that I do like disco music, I think it would be that I'd have to stomp all night. Yes! In terms of my current enjoyment, eight-year-old me would have probably gone with S-Club, but I'm not eight anymore. That's profound. That's profound. Do you know what? I also, my favourite part is that James described it as a disco song, which... (laughs) It was. Immediately when it came on, I was like, you know, I wanted to cut a rug. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Category number two. Category is favourite album track. An album track. Favourite album track. So my choice for album track is Love You More from their debut album, Step One. I am going to go on record today. This is my favourite step song. <gasps> oh my God. So when I knew, <laughs> yeah. Oh my. All right. What you should see the look he just gave me. Em. I can hear the look he just gave you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Now, firstly, I don't think it sounds like a step song at all. I think it sounds exactly like a step song. Oh, wow. Okay, so it kind of makes me feel of, like, mid-90s clubbing, like, house music is the vibe I get from this song. I... Oh, God, the crickets. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. <laughs> if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything. You don't want to get me started on what I think of this song, George. Well, I'm going to have to, because that's what the purpose of this podcast is, babe. I didn't want to feel, you to feel like Legandra in this situation, but I've got to agree with them. I have one thing to say. I have one thing to mention about this song. Go on then. You know what it's going to be because I've been talking to you about it all week. Yeah, I know you have. At the beginning, the first lyrics are something like, you can make the sun turn purple. And then they say, you can make the sea turn turtle. (laughs) Right? I don't... (laughs) Oh my God, I'm just sat here like silently laughing. (laughs) 
I was like slapping George on the arm, like, what? I didn't even clock that. What does that, that mean? <laughs> I can make the C10 turtle. We don't know what it means. So after Em brought it to my attention, you know, like when something's been so ingrained in your life from a really young age that you just sing it, you just listen to it, you don't pay attention to it. This isn't one of those situations where we've just assumed the lyric and actually it's something completely different. No, I've Googled it. I've Googled it. The lyrics are make the sea turn turtle. Make the sea turn turtle. Well, I mean, that's that's something, isn't it? Like, to me, if this song came on, I don't know if I'd switch it. I don't know if I hate it. But I just can't move past it, George. I just can't. Do you know what, Em? You're going to have to t- put yourself <laughs> in the mind of, like, a seven-year-old me. Because I had a video, which was called Steps, the first video. And on that video featured several performances, including a performance of Love You More. And that's where I fell in love with this song. Oh, like, that's yeah. really sweet. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this song's quite like trancey, quite tricky. <laughs> I feel like it's a bit out there for steps, a bit different for them. I'm on my it, own with this, I can it's tell. It's really out there. Like the lyrics are somewhere else completely. To be fair, the lyrics are quite trippy. <laughs> as we've just established. So I'll give you that. Anyone else want to sort of slam my choice? I enjoyed the context. I, I enjoyed the story behind it. And actually highlighting that lyric has endeared it to me quite a lot. Ha! But it would be it would be a kind of joke choice. Just gonna just say that right now. um, But yeah, we'll see what Em says, I guess. My album track is from S Club Seven's second album. It's an album track called Best Friends. Why have you chosen this to represent S Club in the album track category? Because it wouldn't have been my choice. Okay, firstly, Bradley's songs are the best songs. The Bradley leads, in my opinion, are the best because they're like funkier, more soulful, more R&B. I wanted to pick Friday Night from their first album. That is a jam. But there was a point when I was compiling this playlist when I realised that every song I wanted to pick was from the first album. So you wanted a bit of variety. So I had to make a compromise and go with a Bradley solo from the second album, uh, which is Best Friend. And also, I like the message. I like the message of it. So this is, this is my album track. I want to highlight a Bradley solo. I think you'd really like their fourth album, Seeing Double, because that is heavy on the Bradley tracks. Yeah, because I was reading about it, and apparently, as the band developed and Paul left, they got more R and B. So I feel like Paul was some for some reason he didn't like the R and B. He was. Paul, are you trying to say Paul Catamol was holding them back? <laughs> yeah. Paul had, I can't imagine Paul having much creative control well. over the group. So I have to say this wasn't my favourite choice, and it wouldn't have been my choice. I would have chosen Show Me Your Colours from the third album you would freaking uh, love show me your cards. it's the rachel stevens lead with joe on the backing vocals and it's just sublime but it's not what i'd have chosen however i can see why you chose it as a bradley lead track and what i really like in the chorus is john and bradley's back and th- back and forth so basically i had to make some choices because like i said everything was going to be from the first album i also wanted some variety in there it's very difficult i questioned my choices at multiple points throughout this process but in the end i just had to be like right these are the five that i'm going to stick with so best friend best friends what what's made it what did you think of best friend james 
I could, yeah, I could tell that this is like an M selection because of the fact that they, it was Bradley. It just, it just, <laughs> and it was a bit more, you, it's like you were trying to like shoehorn S Club into music that you enjoy. Do you see what I mean? A bit. Yeah. Hang on. Quick question. M, you weren't the girl from your school that slept with Bradley, were you? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so James, now the time has come. Are you going to stomp all night or have an S Club party? Do you know what? I actually thought that this was a done deal um, when you said what the songs were because I really disliked your choice, George. I don't know what it was. It just didn't gel with me. Um, but then the turtle lyric has really <laughs> because I actually think that is kind of, kind of iconic. Whereas like best friend, I didn't really have a strong feeling about either way. Oh, I, I don't know. Do you know what? I think I'm actually going to give it to turtle. Yes. I'm going to stomp all night. Yeah, I'm sorry, Anne. We're going to I'm going to have to really push on the next categories. Work hard. Okay, so the next category is a ballad or a mid-tempo song. And I feel like with my choice, I am going as high tempo as a mid-tempo could ever be allowed to be. <laughs> so my choice is one for sorrow. Ain't it too, too bad? for us to sit in a window, act like it's raining, and then go running through some sunflower seeds with our friends. This song is a classic. This song is very much the steps sound, in my opinion. It's very much the step sound. I would agree with you. I think this is when they went from, this was like their third single. So they'd done five, six, seven, eight. They had Lasting On My Mind, and then One For Sorrow came. And I think this is what sort of took them from, oh yeah, to like the band that sort of stuck around for a bit. I just can't get that one, the turtle look out of my head. I'm really sorry. Oh, my, we're talking about One for Sorrow. <laughs> so actually, although we are talking about One for Sorrow in a positive light, it did come to light. When Steps did their reunion documentary as part of the ultimate tour and the ultimate collection for the greatest hits, they did a documentary in 2012. And in that, it sort of came to light that One for Sorrow was the cause of some underlying tension within the group. Why? Sexual? Not sexual. I don't know if you can tell. But can you hear the other four members on this song? It's very overwhelmingly clear. Basically, according to the documentary, there was a meeting and they basically came in. And prior to this, the lyrics had been very evenly split between the three girls with the two boys doing what they do. And they came in and they basically said, Claire's taking lead vocals on this song. And I think there was some upset between, you know, with Faye and Lisa, they were feeling a bit shoved, a bit pushed out to the side. But I just think, actually, this song is as fantastic as it is because Claire sounds so good singing it. Her vocals are good. You've got to give her that. She is a fantastic singer, isn't she? Her vocals tend to always be quite good. Um, and this was also um, Steps' debut single in America. It was repackaged, remixed by a man called Tony Moran, and released as their debut single in America. And it did not do that well. So they, um, it was their first and last single in America. But um, it, Really? It, it yeah, it was like repackaged as their first attempt to crack the American charts. Someone obviously saw some promise in it. Yeah, exactly. Did... And remixed it, gave it an up, a more up-tempo vibe. Because like I said, I was pushing it with, as, with the mid-tempo bracket of this song. It has got a very kind of like winner-takes-it-all kind of vibe, though. Do you know what I mean? Like a kind of abbery... Fine. I would agree, completely agree. But, but oh, also, that's that... a lot. That is a lot to give it. 
so that is my thoughts and things I want for Sorrow. Um, anyone want to add anything or are we, should we move on? I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic step song. It's a stunning step song is what it is, Em. I'll go, I'll go. I won't say stunning, but I'll say classic. Okay. What are you bringing to the ballad slash mid-tempo category? I am bringing the, the ballad. The S Club 7 ballad. It's never had a dream come true. Big fairy coats up! <laughs> was there a wolf in the music video, or am I conflating this with like Spice Girls? Because oh. you know, because like Mama, that they had big fur coats on, as Not, well, didn't they? Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> they had wolves in that video. I don't know if there was wolves in this video. I think I, it's just because when I was listening to it, I was thinking of wolves, and then that made me think of Joe breeding her dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That was my thought process. Uh, go on then, Em. Why did you choose this to the ballad? The ballad. I don't need to explain this. You had two choices, didn't you? Yeah, I could have done some mid-tempo. So I could. I was toying with um, things like "I Really Miss You." Um, one of the reasons that I put this one because I didn't actually have any representation from Sunshine on here, and they actually released this one as part of Seven and as part of Sunshine. Yeah, they, that is. They had it on both albums. Do you know what song I would have brought from Sunshine to represent the ballad on mid-tempo? Show me your colours. Show me your colours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but partly I want to show what I like about S Club 7, but partly I want to win. So, I pick I pick the best ballad. It's their best ballad. It's their most nostalgic ballad. This, oh, this is also so fit, good. This also, for me, fits in the category of Christmas songs that aren't Christmas songs. Yeah, because they all wore yeah, fairy coats. Yeah. I'd like to listen to it in November, December time. I was like, I'm not going to pick one of the big hits. I'm just not going to pick like a really big ballad because I don't like that sort of stuff. And then I was listening through their albums and I was like, no, I am. I am going to pick this because it's just so good. It's just such an epitome of a ballad from that time from a pop band. It's just so good. So, so I've seen S Club 7 in concert, haven't I? And when I saw them, it wasn't called the Sunshine Tour, but it was for the album Sunshine. Mm. And on that tour, in sort of a rather like... They're obviously quite an up-tempo, quite a fun party group. And then they just did Never Had a Dream Come True, back-to-back with Have You Ever. Have you ever lost like, a number? Poor Joe, she needs a lozenge after say, doing those I'm two back-to-back, right? Yeah, because you, really, you really can't hear many other people in this. This is the one for sorrow of S Club 7, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would say, though, is I feel like when you compare the two, it does highlight how like you just consider Joe to be like the good singer of the group. But then when you compare it to Claire, it's just, you know, not doable. Coming oh! oh, I, I, and I wouldn't consider, as I say, I'm not biased, but I think listening to it again, it and especially next to Claire, it made me realise like some of her... Well, that she just wasn't as good a singer as I remember. Joe you know comes to your house and punch you in the face. <laughs> this is true. And also, Joe's got enough time in her hands that actually she, she could. Do you know, Em, I thought it was actually quite a brave move of yours not to bring Joe's acoustic version of Don't Stop Moving. <laughs> <laughs> George has actually introduced this to me and um, it was interesting. Right there on the dance floor is where you gotta let it go. Don't 
why did she do it? <laughs> I think we could say that about a lot of the decisions that she made. <laughs> She's an enigma. I'm going to say, rather controversially, in the category of ballad mid-tempo, I would give this one to never have a dream come true. I mean, like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but come on. Go on then, James. Come on, are, we come on S- James. are we having an S-Club party or are we going to stomp all night? Do you know what? I actually am like really conflicted because now I feel like I shouldn't have given you the win last time, George, because I'm actually inclined to go towards um, One for Sorrow and then it's done, isn't it? It's a sealed deal. It is. (sighs) Do I follow my heart or do I follow my head? Because then, you know, I, I feel bad. But then I shouldn't give them just a pity vote, should I? Are you trying to tell me that in the category of ballads, One for Sorrow is better than Never Had Dream Come True. But yeah, I th- Claire's vocals, though, on One for Sorrow, I just think she's a good singer. Yeah, but it's not a good singer. The category's not a good singer. No, you do make a good point. And also, it is literally one of the highlights of, like, S Club 7's Uber, isn't it? What a word. <laughs> I'm bringing the time, raising the tone. <laughs> <laughs> About time for this podcast. No, do you know what, Em? You're right. I'm going to... It's going to be an S Club... What is it? What have I got to say? S Club party? It's got to be an S Club party. Bloody hell. <laughs> Even I said I was prepared to lose that round. Yeah, it was, it was from the claws of defeat, wasn't it? Okay, so we are currently at 2-1. Two points to Steps, one point to S Club. So our next round is single that wasn't as big a hit as the singles we talked about earlier. I think all that the band released that sort of either gets forgotten about or didn't do as well in the charts or a bit underrated. So kind of hidden gem in a way. Yeah, but it's not an album track. It was released as a single. Revealed, but then hidden again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A once, I don't know where I'm going. A once bitten, twice shy. Gem. Admitted gem. So (laughs) this was quite hard for me as a Steps fan because, you know, they had so many hits and very few misses. All so, right. <laughs> so, for single that wasn't as big a hit, but, you know, still is great, my choice is Scared of the Dark from the 2017 comeback album. You are kidding. Let's all pretend to be shocked. I don't think I could do a gasp loud enough that you could actually hear it. We're not really <gasps> shocked, are we, that I brought Scared of the I Dark? I thought this was your wild card. I'm so annoyed. My one doesn't hold a fucking card to this. <laughs> you thought this was my wild card? Yeah. Oh, babe. No, because my other one like, was never a single. I couldn't even swap it around. I wouldn't that's know, like... would I? Uh, no, that's true. So Scared of the Dark, although was not a massive, massive number one top. It wasn't even a top 10 hit for the group. It Tell me a group that's done a better comeback than this song. No. Yeah, it's a valid point. It, it was a real moment, wasn't it? The drama, the violins, the vocals, the choreography. This, to me, is how Steps went, let's take our 90s, noughties sound, still sound like we're Steps, 
but contemporize ourselves and make ourselves, you know, modern day at the same time without losing what we were. Also, like, as a side note, like, when I kind of then went on to, like, the Steps profile on, like, Apple Music, that was, like, their top song most played on Apple really? Music. So, obviously, people now still... So, this song did only go to number 37 in the chart. So, it was, you know, it really wasn't a big hit in any way. But it did spark off a really successful comeback. And for me, it's definitely my favourite song of modern Steps. And it's easily in the top five of all-time Steps. It's really good. Re- yeah? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I love Scared of the Dark. Do you? Yeah. Also, I do associate a lot with you, George, because I feel like I've been exposed to it pretty much solely through you. Yeah. Like, I have good memories of it associated with you at various parties and whatnot. I remember teaching Em and our friend Kim the choreography to it on the train on the way to my stag do, in case it, because I was like, what if it comes on tonight? And Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was sat there. for context I was George's best man along with um our friend Amy and I don't think it did come up did it I, I just thought maybe the club would play it I thought it would come on at some point in the evening and I thought <laughs> people should know the choreography to that song James imagine if you'd like turned the me. whole event around scared of the dark you were like you knew it was coming George yeah. I mean we did do an escape room but I don't think dark was really <laughs> fiction, did it? no the lights were on and everyone's gone out to be fair that club we went to was quite dark but then most clubs are. <laughs> I will say about this song, Em, do you remember earlier when I posted a picture on our Twitter account of like just a tease that we were recording this episode and in the background was my um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo book? <laughs> yes. And we were like, oh, doesn't it totally look like we're doing a Steps Girl with the Dragon Tattoo themed episode? I said, what if we were doing an episode about a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo musical where all the music was provided by Steps? <laughs> And then we said Scared of the Dark would be the finale number because Lisbeth will never be scared of the dark. No, she's experienced a lot of darkness. And she's not scared of it because why would she be? Em, what is your choice for single that still deserves a lot of attention but just wasn't as big a hit as it deserved to be? This is a very loose category. It's alive. So the things that I enjoyed about this was, A, again, it had a slightly disco-y flavour, but also, to me, quite reminiscent of Daft Punk. Oh. Tom's never talking Did to you, you again. That, or again, is this, a, is this a bit of a tenuous leap? I mean, I feel it. I'm here for it. The backing track is there, isn't it? Like the dancey techno side. Oh, also, there's the, like the echoey robot voice. That, that It was the echoey robot voice. I'll, I'll level with you. That was the only yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, I think this was a step up for S Club Seven. And when forward left, yeah. And when we were we were talking about this category, I was thinking I'm going to have to do natural. I'm going to have to do natural, even though natural came in at number three in the chart. But when they um, continuously had number ones and twos, yeah. But I was like, number three is not obscure enough. So alive got number six. Did you say George? Came yeah, alive went in at number six. Which actually, when you think about it, that is a massive achievement. It's really they good. really patted themselves on the back. With that yeah. One. This is what we were talking about. This is when they got more R&B. This is when they let Bradley take the lead a little bit, which, as we know, I just love. 
but also it's not me just being like Bradley 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 it's literally a single it was released as a single um, and I texted you and said M Alive is a flawless decision I think it follows the formula because about a year previously they'd had massive success with Don't Stop Moving so it very much you follows can... the Don't Stop Moving formula but I actually have a, a little tidbit about this song go on so um, around the promo of Alive and the album Seeing Double, Joe was suffering with severe back problems from carrying the weight of six other people for all those years <laughs> and um, was not able to take part in a lot of the promo for this song. Because obviously they always sang live. They always sang live. So they had to re-record for the live performances the vocals with Rachel taking over Joe's bits. So there's quite a lot of performances of Rachel singing Joe's parts of the song. Um, and it was even at one point being discussed that they would release two versions of the single, uh, like a Rachel's version and a Joe's version of a live. Oh, bloody hell. For some reason that didn't happen. We do have the live performances on YouTube, but what a different world we'd be living in. Joe, it's a real kind of butterfly effect moment that, isn't it? I reckon Joe threatened her. <laughs> do you think we'd have been talking about this as their signature song if Rachel had been doing it? No. I have a real soft spot for Rachel. Me too. But also, we talked about this as well. George got angry at me because I hadn't included any Rachel Stevens. I was like, she doesn't need the airtime. It's true. You know, she's doing Dancing on Ice at the minute. Is she? Yeah, she's doing Dancing on Ice. She is, yeah. She's back on the telly. Also, (laughs) Sweet Dreams My LAX as well. It was just a Sweet Dreams My LAX. Some girls, um, I said never again, but here we are. Negotiate with love. I, yeah, these are getting into deep cuts here. I'm not sure. I, I was I was very peripheral. Just bear in mind that I only really listened to whatever was on the you know the music channel at the time. Same. Okay, well they were good songs, and I take everyone should go and listen to Rachel's second album. Come and get it. So she should get go and get it. Now. I think I would enjoy it. I'm going to listen to it. It's actually critically acclaimed. Like I'm not even making it up. It's a critically acclaimed album. It, it just keeps, didn't do that well in the charts. It keeps saying this, Jeff. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. <laughs> the, my favourite songs on the album is called Je M'appelle Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, are you feeling so alive? Are you going to have Joe come and smash your door down? Um, it's a difficult one, yeah, because I don't want Joe to set her, um, her pit bulls on me. <laughs> what was yours again? That says it all, doesn't it? Mum yeah. is scared of the dark. Oh, yeah. So, although I actually know Scared of the Dark better as a song, I think I am going to go for an S Club party, actually. Because I didn't, I liked what I heard. To be fair, I'm not even, just for anyone who might think that this is just, you know, staged and not legit, I haven't been pressured into making any of these decisions. And I actually do stand by them. Well done. So he's feeling so alive. He's having a national party. And this is quite exciting, isn't it? I know. We're going into the last round. Going into the last round. And I'm scared. As Tyra, again, I can't, I've had two. <laughs> Don't make the Tyra Banks reference again. Who <laughs> <laughs> was scared? I was scared. How many people were scared? Me too. I was really, really scared. So you thought it was tenuous with single that wasn't as big a hit. Our next round is wild card. <laughs> just anything we, we fucking wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, before calling it a cop out, what else would you have chosen? <laughs> what would, you, what oh. would your fifth category have been? I don't know, like a uh, wedding song? Never Pop had a dream come true. Okay, so our final round. We're going into the final round 2-2. Two, two. 
So our final round. I actually can't believe Scared of the Dark fucking lost. Alive is I knew you'd be angry about George, and I'm sorry, but I I think it's a little bit cheesy. Oh, wow. Okay. But Steps is cheesy. Yeah, that's their brand. It's the brand. They were actually once described as Abba on speed, and I like that. (laughs) Um, So my final choice for the wildcard round is a Lisa Scott Lee-led banger called Just Like the First Time. So my final choice is just like the first time, led by the stunning Lisa Scott Lee, as I just said. Now, this song is the definition of a wild card because it was actually the B-side to the single Here and Now slash You'll Be Sorry. So it's not even like it was just an album track or something like that. It was a song that you had to go out and physically spend five quid on a single to own. Um, It's a firm fan favourite and it's got Lisa on lead vocals. What more do you want? Also, I think, I know I said right at the start, I would play Stomp to someone to introduce them to Steps. If someone said Define Steps, just like the first time, I think is a really good way of doing that. I would just like to note at this point, the fact that the letter B seems to really follow Lisa around because <laughs> B-side, B-list at capital. <laughs> B-list at capital. I'm, I'm happy for her though. I didn't, when I listened to this, I didn't realise it was Lisa. And actually that could be a compliment. I knew it wasn't Claire. <laughs> Faye and Claire are in it. You can very much hear them throughout the song. I'm happy for it. I mean, I, I enjoy Lisa's determination and <laughs> icon, let's face it. she's queen of the huns that's how i would happily describe lisa i i sometimes will spend a saturday afternoon just watching random videos of lisa performing on my gmtv <laughs> i have gone down a rabbit hole where i did watch several and i think nobody like no, nobody but nobody loves being in steps more than lisa scott lee <laughs> She really is, like, so earnest. And... She is their biggest fan. Yeah. Em, what did you think of Just Like the First Time? Oh, I hate it. I thought you would. That's <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly the sort of steps that I really can't get on board with. I just really can't. Like, good on Lisa. Well done for getting past the B-list, but... <laughs> she didn't really, did she? Because it, it was a B-side. Bit so, shit, isn't it? He's still very much in her lane. That's shit, isn't it? I actually can't. <laughs> oh my god, yes, it is! That's really shit. Oh, that's really shit. I can't believe that we didn't pick up on that reference quicker. No, I'm that's disappointing. Really, yeah. That's really shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but what did they say? Oh, yeah, but you know, Linkin Park released a new single this week. Which, yeah, they're at 20, they're at, Park. yeah they're, Lisa was at 23 and Linkin Park were at 22. So, actually, when you think about it in the, those realms, she's done well. Yeah. I mean, we're assuming this was at the height of Linkin Park, right? And not like <laughs> last yeah. year. We're going to have to work out what Linkin Park track it was. <laughs> This would be a very weird segue if this podcast then did like a Linkin Park episode. Linkin Park versus Lisa Scott Lee. (laughs) 
that would be quite funny. The rematch. That actually would be quite funny. I think George would have to be Lisa and Em would have to be Lincoln. Unless Yeah, you... and you know what? We'd, we'd have to get Kim because she's the crossover, isn't she, between that sort of rock and... No, we go I love from... this song and I love Lisa Scott Lee to Lisa. Right, come on then, let me slag off your song. You can't slag off my song, George, because it's Viva La Fiesta. Fuck's sake. <laughs> My wild card is Viva La Fiesta. I feel so- like this song walked so that Michiko Latino could run. <laughs> <laughs> there was very much around this time like a Latin flavour to pop music, wasn't there? So the reason that's the reason that I picked this, because their entire album is pop and then there's this Latin song, and then there's another Latin song called "It's the song where they say shake your little feet." The feel, it's a feel good it's thing. It's a feel good thing. good thing. It's an S club thing. Yeah, that's Latiny as well. So both at "Viva la Fiesta" and "It's a Feel Good Thing" are Latin inspired, but this song's almost like a continuation. So they've had an S club party, and now it's turned into an S club fiesta. Oh, a, a story, if you please. Yeah, the, the party's got more heavy, and now they're in Spain. Paul can't I mean, cope. <laughs> they just went on like an all-inclusive holiday to Benidorm, didn't they? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Viva la fiesta means like long live, long live the party, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. I mean, this was around the time we had Ricky Martin, we had Christina Aguilera was doing some Spanish language music around this time. Bit Shakira, J Lo, all these incredible Spanish artists, and S Club Seven. Yeah. What a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> so many truthful hits so that's why it's a wild card but it's also a banger it is really 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 good and even after all these years when i think about how old i was when i first owned the album s club and after all these years if i hear this song i still think tune i still know all the words i still would be happy to hear it and have a good time this should have been a single i'm putting it yeah. out there. i think it could have been like a signature song so from this album they released um as a double a side you're my number one slash two in a million i would have released this instead and this was a fantastic choice from a fantastic album by a fantastic group and although you know james remember we'll never know what the future holds as steps once sang (laughs) there's going to be something in your eyes to remember just like the first time Oh my God, it's just pun after pun after pun, isn't it? It's relentless. Just to remind you of how successful the Steps comeback was. Was that the Sia written one? Or was that a different one? What the Future Holds was written by Sia. Uh, Got you. So James, come on then, let's seal our fate. Are you going to be Team, Joe, Rachel, Hannah, Tina, Bradley, Paul and John? Or are you going to be Team Lee, H, Claire, Faye and most importantly, Team Lisa Scott Lee? Can I just say that was very reminiscent of, you know, that meme where Whitney's doing that, <laughs> that acceptance speech and she's like, listen to all those names. Right, you, we've dragged this out long enough. James, are we going to stomp all night? Or is this an S Club party? I remember say just like the first time. Or Viva La Fiesta. I did not think that this is how it was going to pan out, if I'm honest. Listening to like the playlist, just the songs individually, I thought that Steps was going to win it. But the way that this is all worked out, it's an it's got to be an S Club party. 
Yeah. It all really came down to the pivotal moments here were the turtle and also never had a dream come true. I think the iconicness of that song is what has... It turned the tide. It, it turned did. the tide purple. Turtle. Did you know... <laughs> purple or turtle. Both, both are applicable. James, on behalf of Joe, Rachel, Hannah, Tina, John, Bradley and Paul, I'd like to say thank you. And on, it's do you know what, on, in that very similar vein, on behalf of Lee, H, Lisa, Faye and Claire, I want to say you'll be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> James, may I say on behalf of Songs for When, it has been a pleasure to have you finally with us. Oh, Agreed. Well, it's, been, it's been a joy. Have you enjoyed your visit? I have, yeah. As I say, it's been quite eye-opening about my love of steps and S-Club. I think we should have James back every time we need a decision like this to be made. Because I feel like he's very partial. He's our judge. The official judge of Songs for When. Yeah, I guess it's true. Like, I feel like my music taste is very, like, scattergun. Yeah. So, we're actually an anti-gun podcast. So, you can (laughs) Um, Sorry. But thank you very much. Oh, it's been guys. real. That's Don't let the door fun. hit you on the way out. Sling your own. In the words of Claire and H, when they resigned from the band, get out. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Em, are you a bit piddled? Not as much as you. <laughs> you can handle your wine so much better than I can handle it. Yeah, I know. One thing that we do need to do that we haven't done yet, though, is we still have to pick a song for the mega playlist each. Oh, my God, we do. Uh, um, I think of our mega playlist as a disco, a party. Yeah. So I'm going to bring us the smoochy number. What are you going to pick? Never had a dream come true. It's the slow dance. Oh, my God, fantastic. It's the slow dance of the night. And there is no way... Fucking no way that I am picking anything other than Stomp to go on the mega playlist. That is excellent. <laughs> oh my God, that was so much fun. And I think James was a really good guest and I can't wait to have him back when next time we need decisions to be made. Yeah, he's a perfect judge actually. And I actually appreciate his opinion. I don't appreciate a lot of people's. But this has been absolutely unreal. Again, massive shout out to George Chipperfield for providing the theme music. Yeah, he's getting good at that, even though it's exactly the same as it was last. I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about time for us to wrap up and say where you can find us. So you can have a look on Instagram and Twitter at Songs for When Pod. You can also find all of our playlists on Spotify if you just search Songs for When. So, in the immortal words of S Club, no seven, Paul want there. Sometimes goodbye, though it hurts in your heart, is the only way for destiny. So don't say goodbye, but don't you cry. Because a true love never dies. Honestly, that's the longest one we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't work out when to stop. 